We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's good? It's for the Culture Friday, Lucky Lefty Podcast. The Anora boys are truly in the building. We are brought to you by Anora Whiskey, anorawhiskey.com. It is that premium American whiskey, um, anorawhiskey.com. And if you're going to drink, by all means, make sure that you drink responsibly. You got to drink responsibly. It's Friday. So that means we're going to have an off season stick to the script. Brought to you by Nora Whiskey. But it's no longer our new segment. Well, I guess it's the second week. Put us on game. Movie, book, art, something that you feel like we need to tap into. LL Nation, feel free to put it in the chat. Put us on game. A couple of artists, uh, even after the show last week, people hit us up with some hip-hop artists to listen to. Pretty good. Rich homie Quan just dropped his album. I'm a yeah, rich homie. Fan. I'm very happy. Very happy. The LL Nation put us on game last week. They had some That's nice right. selections. They had some nice selections. But we're gonna start off left, or not start off, but today we're gonna talk about the CFP expansion, what it means for Notre Dame, and because we didn't really get a chance to dig, dig deep into it on yesterday. New commit to the 2023 class. We went over his film yesterday. Caleb Smith, Frisco, Texas, Reedy High School. He made it official last night about 6, 10 p.m. Chicago time. So it's good to get him, right? Four traditional wide receivers now in the class, with a fifth being Dylan Edwards. That's going to be cross-trained between running back and wide receiver. That should be interesting. The transfer portal continues to heat up. Guess who hit the ball this morning? Phil, Phil Jacoby jumped in that thing. Man, he jumped in that piece. Cade McNamara. <laughs> Wait a minute. Tuesday, we were talking about Cade McNamara, and we said the perfect We called time. it. We called it. We said we called it. We already knew. Iowa, with the way they play, if they get a consistent veteran quarterback like Cade McNamara, Kirk fans might have something because they're always they'll, win, they'll win 10 games with Kate. They'll probably. be rivaling OSU next year, Michigan next year for sure. Probably. Definitely the games against Penn State and the upper echelon will be much tougher, right? Because yeah. they played Michigan tough. They did. For about two and a half quarters 
but it was obvious that their quarterback just couldn't get anything going offensively. And of course they were without the services of the one and only freaking Charlie Jones, bro. Charlie Jones. Freaking Charlie Jones. <laughs> Who's coming to the big He team. didn't jump in the transfer <laughs> portal at all. No, I mean big he's playing in the Big Ten championship game this weekend. So yeah. <laughs> freaking Charlie Jones. Jeez. So we'll talk about the portal heating up and a few other things. It's for the culture Friday. But each and every Friday, we start with Stick to the Script. Brought to you by Nora Whiskey at norwhiskey.com. That premium American whiskey at norwhiskey.com. Stick to the Script is usually about the upcoming opponent and how Malik feels like the Notre Dame offense should attack from the start. But this week, today, is the first day that coaches can get out on the road and talk to 23 and 24 kids. Mm. Notre Dame and their staff, they wanted to be first in every region where their committed players are laying their heads at, at night. Stick to the script, off-season style. Left, what are the things that the Notre Dame staff needs to do? Man, we need to definitely get on road. Uh, Marcus Freeman needs to go visit Hudson Card and Jeff Sims immediately. And uh, – that's somebody that we need to definitely try to recruit to Notre Dame. I think Hudson Card is is dynamic enough uh, to really take our our offense to the next level, where he can make plays when it's when it's not uh, looking perfect. He's a taller guy, a guy that's that's got a lot of the tools that we need that we didn't have last year, and I think it'll raise the competition of the quarterback room. It'll give Tyler a challenge. And then if we're really being slick, we'll get Jeff Sims in there too and really have something special uh, awaiting for us. But uh, definitely nailing down on a, a transfer quarterback is something Marcus Freeman should do immediately. And then after that, I think just visiting recruits. I heard Peyton Bowen is coming up. Uh, that'll be good. I heard, uh, you know, the 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 class is, is, is really – is really there. You know, the class is really there. And I think making your rounds is, as as a head coach of Notre Dame football, Marcus Freeman is going to do his job, man. This is where he gets his money right here, especially the couple weeks before we get into our bowl season. But, um, you know, this is what we do best, man. We win the off season, and this is where it starts. Stick to the script brought to you by Nora Whiskey at NoraWhiskey.com and Premium American Whiskey at NoraWhiskey.com. And if you drink, please make sure that you drink responsibly. Go to Apple Podcasts and Spotify via CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown to get all of our great content. Set it up for automatic download. Leave five stars, and we appreciate all of your comments. And we thank you. It's because of you, LL Nation, that we continue to slide and glide into the future. That's right. Lucky Lefty Podcast. We spin it different. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Left, you said something before we get into the CFP conversation, bro. I want to push back. It's Friday, so we can talk culture. This might be a little bit of pop culture, a little bit of culinary culture. I'll push back because I am a collector and a hoarder of sauces (laughs) from various restaurants, bro. Okay. Chick-fil-A sauce goes with just about everything, fam. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. You can use it with the chicken from Popeye's. You can use it with the chicken from KFC. Come on, man. It's one of the most versatile sauces. It's one of the most versatile sauces ever, dude. What are you talking about? Chick-fil-A sauce is not versatile with everything because it's 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 like Wendy's barbecue sauce. Wendy's barbecue sauce is off when you don't have Wendy's nuggets. Chick-fil-A's no, I'm, a Wendy's spicy. I'm a Wendy spicy nugget guy. I gotta get the okay, spicy, the spicy nuggets. nuggets go hard. Yeah. The only the only sauce that's transferable is McDonald's sweet and sour. That's the only sauce that tastes good on multiple platforms. That's the only when transferable it sauce. That's the only transferable. So I've tested, I've 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 talking to the experts. That's the <laughs> only one that gets the consistent flavor and in, 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 in when you're crossing nugget brands and honestly the chick-fil-a is an establishment where they know what they're doing they know what they're doing they're only selling it separately for marketing purposes but nobody's begging for no chick-fil-a sauce when you're making burgers at the cookout false but Nobody's nobody's begging for no barbecue Chick-fil-A sauce when you when you got the hot dogs and hamburgers for the kids birthday party. It's only good when you're bringing Chick-fil-A home and you're like, damn, I forgot to get the sauce. And then they be like, that's OK. I got some in the fridge. That's the only time that barbecue sauce from Chick-fil-A is applicable. Now, the Chick-fil-A sauce, I'll raise you one and say Cane's is better. False. Cane's sauce is False. better. Then chick fil sauce when you're talking about different, mixing different and matching different nuggets, for sure. No, no, no. And everybody in the Chicago area knows that Sweet Baby Ray's was a famous barbecue place here in the Chicago area on the south side. His sauce was put on the market. Every every person on the south side has Sweet Baby Ray in the refrigerator. Yes, yes. And it's terrible. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> Sweet Baby Ray? Yes. Sweet Baby Ray done figured it out. Now, I remember when first at the grocery store, I said, oh, yeah, this the one. I'll tell you something else. It's not a sauce. Might be delving into something else. That Olive Garden salad dressing. 
<laughs> Everything. It's transferable. I don't care what you say. It's very much transferable. So I push back a little bit. <laughs> That's different. I haven't had the olive. I know the olive garden salad is is perfect, but the the sauce I got I got to see what it tastes like on other things for sure. Lucky Lucky Podcast. We're talking sauces. It's for the Culture Friday. We'll get to CFP in a minute. But I felt like I had to push back on left a little bit because he was disrespecting the culinary uh, difference that sauces make when it comes to foods. You know, yeah. the, the Zaxby sauce is, see, that's a sleeper, Roger J. That's, that's a sleeper. You hit the nail on the head, Roger. That Zaxby sauce is really good. Yeah, I can't lie. The, the, good, sauce, good now, the sauce from Canes might be good, but the, the Come on, man. The chicken fingers are average. They are average because average. they just they need a they got seasoning. no flavor to it. Right. They need a little seasoning. Like if, if Canes use Popeye seasoning, it'll, it'll shut it down. But it's crazy that people line up around the block for Canes still. Still. Facts. Got to vote for the uh, Popeye sweet and spicy sauce from Anthony Solomon. See, I'm gonna have to try that. That sweet and spicy go go crazy. Tyler Spencer must be from the DMV because he's nominated Mambo Sauce. That is a DC special. <laughs> I had the Mambo, Mambo Sauce. sauce. They do Mambo Sauce, Mild Sauce. It's all in the same family. Bro. <laughs> it's all in the same family. It's all in the same family. So, CFP expansion. Rose Bowl signs a contract this week. They were just holding out, leveraging the fact that they knew from a traditional standpoint that they were important. But I think they got to the point where they realized that football, college football, was willing to move on without them being in the party. Yeah, And they leveraged to get some things, and they probably wanted to make sure that they got one of the most important bowls and got the, the light shine on the Rose Bowl. It wasn't just a backdrop in this process. So just negotiations and leveraging. 12 teams left. I think we both sit on the same side of the uh, fence on this one. Good or bad for Notre Dame in the long run? It's good whenever you can have Notre Dame play late in the season because you know people are going to tune in to watch. And we're going to be a good game. We're not a blowout type of team when you're playing late in the season like that. So I think for us to get a chance to get in the mix, we can definitely pull some upsets uh, and, and pull some games where people may not uh, think that, you know, we're we're ready to step up to the plate. The cool thing is, is that a lot of teams that we'll be in the playoffs with, don't want to play us, yeah. Because if they come, if they come to a game where they got to play us, it's going to be a long night for them. So uh, it's bad for them, good for us. Uh, gives us an opportunity to be able to, uh, you know, play late in the season. I think that's not having a bowl game. I think uh, I mean I'm sorry, not having a conference championship. This would be the consolation prize to that because every year I know we're going to be in that top twelve. Pretty much. You said about 80% of the time? Yeah. Absolutely. 80% of the time, I doubt we'll miss the playoffs moving forward because it's a 12-team expansion. The hardest thing we were trying to get into was 
trying to crack that top, what, top five, top six. But with 12, eight, 12 teams every year better than us. So we're going to be in that sweet spot, hopefully uh, get a first round by, like, you know, the teams this year are getting like Michigan and TCU. But I think it would be cool if we were in the top 12 and then we played like a Bama first game mm. and then we, you know, get a Michigan the next game or something like that. Well, as it pertains to Notre Dame, the top four seeds will be conference champions moving forward. Notre Dame is not in the conference. This move is not going to force Notre Dame to jump in a conference because they're going to enjoy their new TV deal all by themselves. That's why I tell yeah, we just need to get in. I tell Michigan and Ohio State fans, have fun looking across the table as Rutgers cashes their check on your back. On your back. On your the back. Big <laughs> cash and checks. Well, lately they cash and checks on Michigan's back, but Ohio State and Michigan, y'all paying for yeah. everybody else to play. Dude. We're just taking the money and running. Rutgers is just building all types of things around the campus, new dorms. And don't have to win. That's the no, crazy at all. At all. None. None. We're just taking this Big Ten money and running with it. So Notre Dame will sit tight. And now the highest seed that Notre Dame can get can be five, which means they'll get a home game in the first rounds. The first four seeds will have a bye. And then the remaining eight seeds will play it out in the first round. So the highest seed Notre Dame can get is a five. Uh, Notre Dame is probably going to sit between that five and eight eight range most times. Now there's no pressure to go undefeated. Right, right. There's no pressure to go undefeated anymore. That's important because we needed to be undefeated damn near every year <laughs> to get to get close. Now it's this with an eight and four record, we probably wouldn't be in the top twelve, you know, next year, but. I don't think we'll lose four games while Marcus Freeman is is uh, at the helm at head coach because we're going to have somebody at that quarterback position making it happen. Look, we you pretty much said when we described the offense and the direction it was going, who fit it correctly, and I can't wait until Monday because that said quarterback, Malik is going to do a deep dive into his film from the games that he played early this season and talk about it on Monday's show, why he fits the Notre Dame offense and what Tommy Reese is trying to project this offense to be in the near future. I can't wait for it. I was cutting up the film for you left and I'm like, okay. All right. Yeah. I think we saw a little bit of uh, the glimpse throughout the season, you know, the Alabama game he played in, he did some good things being able to, you know, stay alive, but also be competitive against a great defensive line. I think a lot of times Ian Book, Drew Pine, against good defensive lines, I'm not counting on their athleticism to get them out of trouble. But with Hudson Card, we have a chance. And, damn, we haven't had that in a while, being able to be athletic enough against athletic defensive lines to be able to continue to make great plays down the field. Hudson Card's a kid that can do that. Jeff Sims, a kid that can do that. So it's going to be um, interesting to see how much more uh, Tommy Reese wants to expand that quarterback room from an athletic standpoint and on a prospect level to where Tyler Buckner's not the most athletic guy in the room. 
And I think if you can have that switch up right there, everything will increase competitively and we'll see some some uh, some sparks fly out of that room. Yeah, Tyler Evans jumps in with a great point. West Coast teams coming to South Bend in December for a playoff game. Left. You know what? I, this is why I push back on the expansion because I truly believe in college football there are only four teams that really have a shot every year. And it might be less. Yeah, it's only it might be less than that every year. So that was my only Because reason. at the end of the day you got to have you're going to have to play one of those three teams yeah. that yeah. that are are usually the usual suspects of winning. Yeah. yeah, so that was my reason. Like I don't need to see extra games. Oregon yeah. Try to fight their way to the next round, yeah. knowing that they have nothing for Georgia. <laughs> yeah. and, and injuries could make it interesting, right? Late season injuries can make it interest, interesting, especially for the seeding process. Look at Bryce. Yeah. Right. If there was a game Tennessee. for Alabama and Georgia, take Tennessee, right? Could you see them out without Hendon Hooker? You know, you know what I'm saying? Situations like that. Like, how do you really look at that team moving forward? But also, a play home playoff game in South Bend, bro, it would actually be pretty lit. I, 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 would, I would have to admit, that atmosphere would probably be lit. First playoff from game from ever. From a position standpoint, us being five through eight, uh, being five being the best, you know, the teams that we would probably have come into the building will be mid-tier, you know, mm-hmm. and I think it'll be an easy win for us to be able to start the playoffs right every year because we'll probably play like a 12 seed or a, a 10 seed or something like that. And usually those teams are going to be scrappy and provide a, a, a great game but it'd be a great warm-up for us to get ready for the next round. Yeah, yeah. But with Notre Dame probably most of the time, look, Notre Dame, we project to be either undefeated or have two losses moving forward the majority of the time. Like, this 8-4 and four season, in my opinion, won't be the norm. It's an anomaly. Which will probably put them, once again, they'll be slotted probably 5-8. to eight most years with the home game, in my opinion. And I thought about this. The capacity of Notre Dame Stadium is one thing. And I actually asked a couple people, like, yo, do you think Notre Dame would sacrifice the home field advantage for money and move one of those games to Lucas Oil just to have more people? I mean, we're used to playing at NFL stadiums. I think from a an advantage, we wouldn't do it because we would probably appreciate having the home field advantage and having the, the crowd and all of that. But from a business standpoint, it would make a lot of sense to move it to a Lucas Oil, halfway decent of a, a neutral site. But the money we can incur on a playoff game situation, I think it would be hard for Jack Swarbrick not to be – and not from, I'm not talking about from a capacity standpoint, right? Because I think Notre Dame Stadium is like 77 right now, something like that. Lucas Oil is 70, but the money they can make off the of sweets. 
Yeah, we got some nice suites at Notre Dame Stadium. Yeah, they've upgraded. They've upgraded. You know, it was just something I threw out there. Like, I don't think they would want the game. I don't think the coaching staff would want the game to leave the camp. No, no. Marcus Freeman probably wants to. Well, shoot, the way we've been playing at home lately, we might want to go play on the road. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. The way they struggled at home this year. Yeah, they might want to do that. But But even with that, though, I mean, this season just – encapsulates why having an all-star quarterback matters because even as much as you want to boost up Drew Pine, it's an eight and four season. You know, it's a season that we haven't had like that since 2011 or something like that. So the difference is the quarterback for us right now. And I think we'll see the other pieces around thrive. And I think Marcus Freeman knows that and understands the importance of making that position better specifically moving forward. Huh, Lucky Lefty Podcast, man. It is coach. It's going to be interesting, man, the way this thing plays out, right? And one of the interesting things you're going to get or that you won't see that uh, actually popped up on the timeline for me, bro, on yesterday is that you won't get teams like begging the committee. Like UCF, oh god, Give me or like Alabama and some of his players, bro. My message to the college football playoffs: Can y'all please let us in? <laughs> Can y'all please let us in? Cause I got a point to prove, and we got a point to prove, and he has a point to prove. <laughs> this cat Bryce in the corner, like what? <laughs> Hey, listen, you can't keep the Alabama Invitational, the Alabama Invitational without Alabama. Come on now. They've been they've been running the show for so long. And it's great TV to watch when Bryce Young is on the TV. They still got a really exciting team to watch, even in the games they lost and was close to losing. Were all great games to watch. Texas AM, Texas. Great games to watch. Auburn, great game to watch. Uh, Tennessee. I mean, Tennessee got all the fame from beating Alabama. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's still a, a trophy type of game when you're playing Alabama, whether it's regular season or in the playoffs. And I think the college football committee understands that and probably made the 12-team expansion because of this year and Alabama being so on the on the fence of making it or not. But I still think Alabama was way better than TCU. I still think Alabama was way better than Michigan. It's just a matter of who the college football committee wants to rock with. You say way better, left? I don't think Michigan's that good, to be honest. I don't know. They just <sighs> – I knew Ohio State couldn't stop the run. So, okay. so them beating Ohio State wasn't no huge thing for me because – they got a dynamic quarterback that can do decently well enough in J.J. McCarthy. <laughs> and then on top of that, with Ohio State not being able to stop anybody running the football, it's just a bad matchup for Ohio State this year. Usually the games is decided by the quarterback. But, you know, that Ohio State defense and Jim Knowles got to figure it out. I told you having a Big 12 defensive coordinator is going to make your run game trash. And it is, or your run defense trash, and it still is. And so for Michigan, 
they'll play a Georgia and then get embarrassed, and then I'll be like, I told you so. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. I think we said this, and that's not – we don't think Georgia's invincible at all. But it's pretty much Georgia and everybody else at this point. Yeah, like TC the did playoffs this year. Like, you know, I actually think if TC – we said this the other day. I think TCU would actually stay in the game against Michigan. Of course. Of course, because even, even Michigan beating Ohio State, J.J. McCarthy was 12-24. That's fifty percent. Without with a with a with half of what the run game that Michigan provided, Ohio State wins that game by twenty one points. He made the he hit the big plays though down the field. He has now, look, look now this taps into Notre Dame moving forward because if you have a quarterback that's going to hit three big plays a game down the field with that running game. You got you got yourself an explosive ball, and that's why I'm like Hudson Card is such a perfect fit because he can throw it deep enough enough times. He's used to throwing the fast receivers like a Xavier Worthy. He can get the ball down the field, and we just need a guy that can get it down the field. When's the last time we had a guy that can get it down the field outside of me and Deshaun consistently? So. That's Ed, all we're looking for is a guy to Ed, push Ed to down. get it down the field. Well, I was we were after Ev, but right, yeah, right, Ev right. especially Ev in there, Gunner kills in there, shoot. But other than that, what? What? So it's gonna be real interesting uh to see how we fill that role, but it's it's a lot of pressure on Tommy, in my opinion, to to not mess it up. <laughs> don't don't be. I don't want to hear no stories of us calling Keaton Slovis again or JT Daniels for a seventh year. Like nobody wants to see that. You know, get get the hottest get the hottest toy on the market right now. Yeah. Now it solves another issue, and um, I don't know why I'm getting confused back there. Hold on, hold on a second. Second. Shout out to our lucky lefty hats. <laughs> Dropping real soon. Check, check. It's still asking crazy. I can put mine on mute, see what that does. Yeah. All right, that's better. You can unmute it, love. Okay. I think we're good. So, now, what do you think about the hype around the Virginia quarterback that entered the Brandon pool? Armstrong? Brandon Armstrong. He was real. He's really. I don't Streaky. trust him. Yeah, he turns the ball over too much. Turns the ball over too, too much. And he hasn't been right since that injury. He That's just true. hasn't been right since that injury. He's very athletic. He had a big arm. Not as big since the injury. Not as accurate since the injury. Just can't trust him. Just can't trust him. And I was going to bring up this comment from Bernie uh, Coderre. He said, love the 12-team playoff. Only downside is injuries. So if players opt out, that is cool too. I mean, injuries are always a downside, especially at, at the end of the season. I think the playoffs solves the opt-out situation 
for a lot of teams going into the bowl season. But like I said, I I guess, right? It basically I mean, should... basically turns it, it's basically going to turn. Now I'm interested in how NCAA is greedy because what they should do is after the season is done, they should be able to seed teams right then. They should bring yeah. they should flat seed teams right then, right? But they're greedy, so they still want the money from the conference championship games. Um, if the, if they truly care about the athletes and not playing, they would get rid of conference championship. They would get rid of the conference championship games, but they won't because it's too much money. And the week of the conference championship game will be the first week of the playoffs. That will be the first week of the playoffs, and you get it. That'd be smart. Yeah, that's if you because really those, because those those become throwaway games like exactly it's it's like games for seeding which is crazy because that's like how the NBA is doing uh their playing tournament right it's just for seeding it, it it don't really have significance towards winning the big prize or anything so which is interesting yeah so for me you know this is about pleasing every conference. And for every conference to feel like or to know that they're going to get someone in the dance every year. But other than that, it's going to be some snooze. I mean, heck, honestly, the semifinals have been a snooze fest in the CFP. So I expect even more snooze fest games. And they and those were the best, and those were the top four teams. Yeah. Yeah. So if the top if the top four teams are snooze fest, yeah. and the only interesting game was the championship one, it's gonna be a lot of flipping the channels. I tell you that. Yeah. Um, and Bernie Goddard says Indy is good if you can beat Drew Pine. Now I guess he's talking about a transfer. Indy is going to be unbelievable at quarterback in two thousand twenty three. Even with Pine, Irish going to be great at quarterback. I don't know about that word, great. Eight and four, man. That's what we had with Drew Pine on the center. So, and honestly, what, what, how great is that? This is hard for people to understand. Drew Pine in a real quarterback competition, fair quarterback competition would not beat Tyler Buckner out. He didn't do it this year. I just, and I don't think he would do it. And didn't beat him for the backup last year. I don't think he would do it. If it's fair, if all things are fair, I just don't think he would. Like I said, I've been to the practices, bro. I just, I don't see. I was at the practice. We was at the spring. Look at the spring game. Yeah. And you were at the practice the day before. Yeah. For whatever reason. Like, you know, people can fall in love all they want to. If it's a fair competition. <clears throat> Tyler beat him twice. 
for the backup role and for the starting role? How many times you got to beat the man? Now, I will say this. There's a reason why Tyler was sitting up in the booth. If Tyler gets locked in to the game, um, if Tyler gets locked into the game, that's all I'll say. Yeah, I think if Tyler can find his footing and stay healthy, yeah. we would we would be pretty solid. You know, I don't think he's a bad quarterback. Yeah, I just think injuries just man, that's just such a hindrance on your development. You missed the whole season. And you were probably feeling fine around what week seven or eight. Yeah. It's just like, man, it's just getting hurt and getting injured throughout the season at the quarterback position is tough because guys are gonna fill in, they're gonna do their thing. And then you getting back into the swing of things. Yeah. Well, it it includes quarterbacks when you talk about that window, and the window's even smaller now. And I think after this recruiting offseason, and we picked up Kenny Minchie, it's going to be real interesting to see how comfortable Tyler can be in a room like that, sort of playing behind the eight ball. Now you got a guy that's got, what, 12 games of starting over you. You've only got three and some garbage minutes and packages here and there. So I think it's just going to be a lot to deal with, whereas – Entering the transfer portal can kind of give you a fresh start. And the must be a fan from another school saying Notre Dame needs to join the conference in the chat. Like we invite everybody. If you love sharing your money, then fine. This is 2022. When it comes to the arts, music, podcast, it's all about individuality and owning your own master. Yeah. Notre Dame owns their own masters. Been owning our own masters. We ain't never Period. lost our masters. Period. <laughs> like we said, if you want to look across the table at Rutgers, all the terrible teams in the conference, eating off of your sweat equity, off your eating off your sweat equity. If you're cool with that, by all means, by all means, be charitable. At, be charitable. We give back. But we give back to charities and, exactly. and causes and and, exactly. and foundations. Exactly. We don't just give money so y'all can get new buildings. No. Come on now. I'm cool we being your Gotti. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll be your Gotti in Memphis with a bunch of artists yeah. under my label. And I'm putting out hits every once in a while. Yeah, every once in a while. Yeah. You go ahead. And but we know, go. but we know who the money coming to, that's for sure. <laughs> Dude, no one cares about finishing top six every year. What? Do you, no one cares. No one cares. That's what's important to conferences. That's why they sat there and bickered and fought over top seeds every year. And that was the only reason they said Notre Dame, you can only finish as high as number five because you won't join the conference. And you know what Notre Dame said? We're fine with that. We're fine being us. So stop being yeah, mad. All we need to do is get in. This is, this is why are you upset? Left the way you run your house as your house. 
Why do I get mad about the way you do things? This is the this is the befuddlement that I go through with college football fans in Notre Dame. Why do you even care? Notre Dame is about to you make why they care. money. You, your conferences, and the teams in the conferences told Notre Dame 30 years ago that they couldn't sustain. And they proved you wrong already. Yeah. They're number two in it. Number now two we just rubbing it in your face. And endowments. As much TV money as other conferences make, their financials are still better than those teams and those conferences. You know why? Less overhead, less expenses. I guess if you don't understand finances and how things work, then you think just getting the big check matters. No, when you get a big check and you have a whole bunch of checks to write out, makes You're it getting different. pieces. Absolutely. So we take it about pie. What's your net? We know what your gross is. We know what your check is. But what's your net when you get through paying for what's it? What's your net? Including players. What's your net? Including players. When you get through paying, paying yeah, for that's players. that's another expense. What's your net? That's another expense y'all putting up. <laughs> that's all we got. Y'all got. Y'all just y'all y'all think it's a lot until y'all start seeing deduction, 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 deduction. We yeah. giving Rutgers a new facility. What right. deduction, deduction, deduction? So you know we not. We not worried about y'all little bread. Y'all no. just came into some money. Y'all Yo, excited because you have Don't look at dude. Northwestern is horrible. Horrible. Go look at their record over the last three to four years. They had, you know, they went to the championship, what, two years ago? But they're not bringing in money. But go, whoa, 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 whoa. wait a minute. They just built a new practice facility. On Lake Michigan, bro, you have to see this facility. It's absolutely amazing. A new practice facility. Ain't winning nothing. Ain't winning nothing. And they're opening up a brand new stadium. Mm. State of the art. In two years. Not winning a darn thing. On the you know backs why? of good teams in the big team. You know why? Because they look across at Ohio State and say thank you. Yeah. Every they year. might as well put a, a Ohio State insignia on the side and say paid for by paid Ohio for State. by the athletes at Ohio State. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Seriously. So, man. Dude. Don't be mad at us because we know how to formulate our business and get our dollars <laughs> together, you know. And it's not, you know, Brad, we're not, we just, we thank you for bringing the topic up. But just yo, it's it's funny, man, because we have people that are Northwestern fans, Maryland fans, and we're dude, what are you talking about? It's like get out of my comments, man. Y'all over there getting paid for charity. <laughs> Y'all just get paid to get whooped on every year. We're doing nothing. Right. Doing nothing. Don't get no recruits. And then y'all just take these charity checks. Cause cause the cause the TV put the other team against you because you gotta be there. Cause you gotta be. Y'all just got y'all got your hands out like this every year. Thanks, Ohio State. Thanks, Michigan. Thanks for supporting the whole Big Ten. That's what y'all look like every year. Thanks. Just like this. Just same picture. Just waiting for the money to fall out the sky. When we have a whole structure, been doing it, been getting money, got our own masters, flipping, you know, 
make it make it new revenue streams just doing what we want to do you know we really live free out here at notre dame Dude. upgrading our facilities on some on some money from the endowment it ain't even the money from this year we building new stuff on campus from old money because the new money just piling up in the bank you know we just stack you just stacking stacking so and it's cool because yeah. if you want to if you would like to refer to Notre Dame as the cheap cheap dudes on the block, then you know <laughs> Notre Dame is the is the billionaire that wears khakis and fruit of the loom t-shirts. <laughs> right. And y'all can't stand it. It's like a lot of it is because y'all really want to come over to our house. <laughs> y'all done came over one time, we invited y'all. Y'all just saw the white carpet and the and the nice sofa cushions. And we got that big screen TV in the living room. You know, we had the butler come out and feed you hors d'oeuvres and stuff. So you was feeling real comfortable in the house. Had to take your shoes off at the door because, you know, we got the marble floors, you know, real, real fancy stuff. <laughs> and then when y'all leave the house, y'all talking all this stuff about our crib. It's because I know y'all want to come back. I know y'all want to come back because y'all living in Section 8 in Big Ten country. Dude, what is this with you in Section 8? <laughs> you got Section 8 on the beach. Yeah, you got Section 8 over there in, in, in the Big Ten country where you you in an apartment building. Sharing apartments. Y'all got to pay for the water bill as a collective, you know. Y'all want to oh, come over man. here and get that free air conditioning. man. Y'all know y'all can't get no air conditioning at an apartment building. Y'all ain't got enough money. Dude, Penn State. Penn State and Ohio State and Michigan are in a relationship, and they got a bunch of side pieces, dog. That they got to take care of. Yeah, y'all got all these. Y'all got a y'all like flavor, flavor, and flavor of love, man. Y'all got all type of issues and little side things, and y'all got to take care of all of y'all paying child support for about six or seven different. They got a side piece in West Lafayette. Got a side piece up Scattaway. Side piece up there in Northwestern, man. Y'all just side piece out Maryland. Yeah, and, it, and it's crazy because now, now, now it's becoming expensive. And you're going to be looking in your pocket like, man, I'm shelling out all these dollars. And, and they're not even living with me. Oh, man. I'm working too hard. Too hard. <laughs> when y'all going to do something. <laughs> it's haram what's going over in the big tier, man. It's Alabama feels the same way. Georgia feels the same way. Man, the same way. All these side pieces. Starkville. Yeah, y'all, y'all not living the GC piece. life. Knoxville side piece. Mm, 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 Nashville side piece. Mm, all this sweat equity war. And y'all trying to add side pieces? Y'all trying to go all the way to Los Angeles and get you a side piece? Y'all fooling, man. Y'all fooling. All right, Come now on. you go get the two L.A. side. Well, hold on. Uh, you know, actually, I don't know if I would consider them. Well, they definitely won't be on the same level as the other side pieces in the Big Ten. But no, no, no. It's it's a little upgrade. It's a little upgrade. A little vacation home. Okay, I got y'all a little condo on the west. You got one that's got a own. Now you got two that have their own. Yeah, you got yeah, you got a couple that got their own, but they don't last long because no. you know it's expensive. It's so expensive. they might run out of they might run out of talent faster than money over there at SC. Because all it's going to take is Lincoln Riley to keep coming up short. Yeah, yeah. Keep coming up short. And then they're going to be asking for more money from the Big Ten, from the Ohio State. Hey, uh, I just need $20. 
It's gonna turn to a honey. It's gonna turn to oh, I need a whole whole defense then. <laughs> we are not worried. Oh man, we are talking CFT expansion only as we can on the Lucky Lefty podcast. Go over to Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Right there on CFB Nation in conjunction with Iris Breakdown to get all of our great content. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know. We spin it different. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Let's talk about this weekend, Left. Some big-time games. I'm going to start down in Atlanta, bro. Mm. Your former coach. Brings a three-loss team to the Georgia Dome. <laughs> I don't even know. They call it the Georgia. It's not the Georgia Dome. It's a uh, uh, Mercedes-Benz. Mercedes-Benz. Yeah, Mercedes-Benz. I'm bugging. Aging myself. But Brian Kelly leads his squad into the matchup against Kirby Smart and the Bulldogs. You see, I didn't even mention the name of the squad. <laughs> yeah, I'm being petty. How do you see this one playing out, love? Well, it's a big game, so you know uh, Brian in big games is going to be real interesting. I think it'll be close in the first, maybe the second. Mm-hmm. I think Jaden Daniels is pretty solid, but I think Georgia's just going to wear on you after a while with the depth, with the physicality, with the athleticism. Yeah. And I just think they want it more, so – Coach Kelly's going to try to keep it close as he can, but they just don't have enough firepower for what George is bringing. Now, I'm, it'll probably be a 10 to 17 point game victory yeah. for Georgia. I don't think it's going to be a total blowout. I don't think Coach, I think Coach Kelly's old enough to know not how to, not to get blown out, but I don't think it'll be close either. So, It'll be good for the first half, and then I'll probably end up switching the channel over pretty soon. You know what? I got Georgia in the wrong. <laughs> I, I can't wait to see it either. I have oh, Georgia in the romp in this one. You I think it's going to be that bad? Yeah, I think halftime Kirby's going to send an assistant up there to the uh, concession stand for some Chick-fil-A, bro. <laughs> Might even might even might even might even some uh some grits from a uh, Waffle House. Probably. Yeah, third quarter he gonna be like, hey, go ahead and give me a uh, give me a hot dog up there real quick, man. Go ahead and slide me something up there, man. I'm getting hungry. <laughs> so then number two, Michigan Big Ten championship against Purdue. Well, and you think about this, someone pointed this out to me. They said, yo, with that game being in Indianapolis. It's going to be a lot of Purdue fans there. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. There's going to be a lot of Purdue fans there. And I think that, uh, you know, Michigan, I just don't believe in the hype. 
I think that Purdue is gonna make it a game. Freaking Charles uh, Michigan Jones. Man, that's what I'm saying. Like Michigan, like his thing about it, Purdue made it a game when Penn State came uh came there yeah. for the first three, three, four quarters. So I think uh it'll be interesting, but I do think JJ McCarthy is pretty solid. I think he can he can make some plays happen that they haven't had in a while, but Purdue's not gonna lay down. And I think mm-hmm. it'll be more interesting and closer than what people think it will be. I don't think it'll be Ohio State Michigan score at all. I think Purdue's scrappy enough and they probably way more excited to be in the Big Ten championship than Michigan is. So I think it'll be a closer game, maybe something like 28-24. Now we go to number three. TCU with a matchup against a team that had them down big the last time they faced. Kansas State, Deuce Vaughn, their quarterbacks, that same Kansas State system, man, tried and true. They showed they were able to Tried put, and true. Tried and true. They showed they were able to put up points against TCU. How do you think this one plays out? Kansas State, one of them teams you hate to play. Yes. Because they, they, they know how to ruin your season with that tried and true system. They'll look at film and be like, okay, we can manage this, manage that. They're not doing nothing too spectacular. But when you're playing them in the game, you're like, why are they ripping off these runs? Why are they getting these first downs? Why are they getting these yards? Stop them. Somebody stop them. <laughs> so, I I, you know, I think Kansas State is a team that can give you a lot of fits and a lot of trouble, uh, how they did Oklahoma State when they was on their hot streak yeah. and, and put it on them. You yeah. know, I think those one of those disciplined teams that you can never count out and you got to take them out early if you don't want to uh, be in a last drive battle with them. So. I think Kansas State is going to give TCU all they can handle. But this is a great opportunity for TCU to kind of establish themselves as we deserve to be in this playoff for a reason. And I think they should be. They've, they've earned it. They've had a lot of tough games they pulled out. Yeah. But Kansas State, one of them teams, is like, damn, I wish I could have played somebody else. <laughs> Dude, now that's the one team I feel like they would have loved to see Texas again. They would have loved yeah. to see a lot of other teams. They would love that. Yeah, Kansas it's State probably is, is like chomping at the bit. Like, man, some of them teams got out on the skin of their teeth. Man. Man. And like you said, you pointed it out. The thing you love about TCU is they're not your typical Big 12 team that just outscores everybody to win games. They've won man. some tough games, some close games, some low scoring games. They've been out front and had to hold on. They've blown teams out. They've had to come back from big deficits and been able to pull things yeah. out on the road. They've done it all types of ways. First round wide receiver, possibly top 10. Veteran quarterback that has elevated his play. Coach Dykes and what he's done. He definitely has to be in the running for coach of the year. Oh, 100%. Nobody saw TCU coming. No one. No one. Well, you know, but that's that the the effect of the transfer portal. Yeah. Yeah. You can if you get the transfer portal right, you can put yourself in good positions season by season basis. Not by no you ain't building a program off of no transfers, but if you on the hot seat, go get you some transfers and buy yourself another two years. (laughs) 
so yeah, and Kansas State has been known for some somehow some way, man. They they do things right when it comes to junior college transfers and getting guys from FCS mm-hmm. and developing them. They've always done it. They've all mm-hmm. going back to the Michael Bishop days. They they just been able to be that dangerous team, no matter what. Like you don't want to play them. You definitely don't want to go into man. You just you just don't want to play them when a game is on the line or when a no. game matters or anything. No, because no. they gonna they just gonna make it hard, man. And you're gonna be like, they're not doing anything spectacular, but the things they're doing are giving us fits. And that's and that's the worst team to play because it's like you're looking at film all day, being like, okay, we can manage that. We we got ta- we got more talent than them on that. Okay, we can. And they come out there and get the smacking you in the mouth. Man, tonight, tonight, out there on the left coast, Caleb Williams and the Trojans take on the team that was able to defeat them in conference, Mm -hmm. Utah Utes. I think it's going to be a really good game tonight, love. I really do. I really do. Utah is like a Kansas State of the the, Pac-12. Utah is Notre Dame. With a more consistent quarterback. Yes. That's, that's all Utah is. Utah is Notre Dame with a with the style of play. With a more consistent quarterback. More a more dynamic quarterback. That's that's the only difference. That's the only difference. Right? And honestly, when he first started, got the starting nod, well, he went through his struggles. Well, they they score points. They scored forty three points against SC last last time they played, and and what and they scored like what forty something against Ohio State last year. Facts. So I don't know if I'll say they're like us because we keep games low scoring. Well, we score in the thirties. <laughs> we score in the thirties. They scored in the forties. The I'm just saying the style of play: twelve personnel, thirteen personnel, running the ball, solid defense. Yeah, you know, wear you out. That was that's what they did, and you know, USC was right there with them. And like we said, if you take away the two turnovers, Notre Dame would have been right there with USC in the fourth right. quarter. You know, just contrasting styles, different ways to skin a cat, different ways to get to forty points. You would have saw that last week without the turnovers. That's right. So, can Utah pull it off again? That's the question. Man, that man Caleb Williams on fire right now. I just want to see him win so he can win the Heisman, honestly. So I'm going for Caleb. Um, But I think that in the playoffs, because they can still make the playoffs, right, if they win this game. Who was that? Uh, SC. No, SC wins. They're in. Yeah, yeah, if they win, they're in. So I think this would be a great game for Caleb to, to win his Heisman with. But going into the playoffs, I don't know if that style of offense is going to get you a championship. I think it'll get you far, but just like Kyler Murray, got that offense far. But when they played them them boys at Bama, all that running around stuff. If they end up with that matchup, just you know, depending upon the way things go, because TCU could fall. Heck, anybody could lose. Yeah, anyway. Weekend, right? But Georgia, if they lose, they're probably still in. Michigan, if they lose, they will have a good shot of still being in. They'll be four. 
you know, and then play so, Georgia and then lose. <laughs> if TCU, if TCU loses, they're out. So basically, you know, if two of the four lose, then Alabama has a chance to possibly get in. You know, but you know, we've seen look championship weekend has been chaotic before. It's been chaotic before. So that's right. Now, this is a game I was really excited to see, but not so much anymore because I really like Drake May. I really do. I really do. I really <laughs> you like think Drake he's a Because he ain't got no offensive line over there. Well, you know, his dad played in North Carolina. You know, he loves to coach. He'll probably give it two years. He'll give it two good years before he just – if, you know. But, heck, he's out of there next year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he's out of there next year. So he lived lived the whole do it for your dad thing. Yeah, I think if he wanted to go win, he could. You know what, bro? That's a darn good question. That's a darn good question. He only has one year left. If he really wants to compete, now teams would have to wait. They would have to wait for him to make his decision. There's a there's a quarterback room that he almost committed to that we both said, where's the guy two days ago? I would definitely look out for that team trying to come after Drake May. I would definitely, I wouldn't shock me if Nick Saban called Drake May if he was talking to him today. Wouldn't shock me at all. Because he'll go and start next year. Just off of experience. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. 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 And he almost went to Alabama. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I feel you 100% on that. But Clemson and North Carolina. I'm, I'm going with North Carolina just on the strength of Clemson. Is just look. The defenses look bad, bro. Bad lately. Well, once, once KJ Jefferson's girlfriend cheated on him, <laughs> What? It was just it just set it just set bad karma for the whole defense, man. Shout out to Brian Brzee. I still like Brian Brzee, but oh, you know, this is no. bad juju on that defense right now, man. You're a wild boy left. He did. <laughs> I thought it was crazy reading about it. I said, Oh man, that's meant no wonder. <laughs> You're a wild boy for that. He got a lot on his mind, man. Oh man. So that's how we see it playing out, man. The big games this weekend. Of course, UCF takes on Tulane in that championship game. Uh, Tulane, if they win, could be an opponent for Notre Dame based upon the way things play out. We've heard South Carolina. We get what 8 and 4 gets. LSU, if they lose, could end up being an opponent. You know, so. I think that'll be good for the college football story. What's that? We played LSU. Oh, it would get on my nerves. Shoes. Just the covers leading up to it would get on my nerves, love. <laughs> like, come on with this, man. We we definitely owe Brian Kelly one just to just to give you one on the way out of the season of his first season at LSU. Uh, I think it'll be a nice way to close the book on needing to talk about him. And I think Marcus Freeman psychologically will probably uh, it's like the passing of the torch. Yeah, we whoop up on your team. Okay, now we now we sealed the deal. We moving on. 
you know, no more BK talk. So Man. I think that would be the most entertaining game out of the options that we have outside of South Carolina, which I think is a better matchup yeah. for us to go against and a better challenge. Yeah. Um, I think we will blow Oregon out personally because they're not tackling nobody in our running game. So let's get to some of these super chats and questions, bro. And comments. I got Nikki D21. If you guys ever come to New York State, Tully's Good Times has the best tenders and honey mustard. Look, I'm a dude, I'm a tender guy, bro. Like if you got some yeah. top-notch tenders, you know who used to have some top-notch tenders back in the day? I don't know if you ever heard of Bennigan's. Did you guys have Bennigan's in Ohio? We didn't have Bennigan's. Bennigan's was a staple here in Chicago for a long time, bro. And the way they season and drop those, man, attend, man, pretty good sauce, too. They shut down in Chicago a little bit. They, I think they might have one or two open, maybe. Gino, BW3, spicy garlic, and AZ are definitely tops in sauces. See, I like spicy garlic, but it's like after the third, or, uh, the fifth or sixth wing, you like, man, all right, I'm done with this flavor, you know. <laughs> Give me something else. <laughs> Iris AJ, the bottle hibachi yum yum sauce is the real deal, too. Put that on everything. Yum yum sauce is amazing. Um, I only like it in store. It's like Chipotle tastes better with the black plastic fork. I don't know what it is about the black plastic what? fork in Chipotle, but it makes Chipotle taste way better. I'm telling you. You can't use your forks at home. You gotta use the no. fork. If you use a metal fork, think about it. if you use a metal fork on Chipotle, you're ruining your meal. I don't know why. That's just that's just dude. Your theory. Black plastic fork go a long way at Chipotle, bro. Your theories uh, out of <laughs> it's true. out of this world. Try, try I, I ask anybody. Try eating Chipotle with a metal fork at in your home. It'll change your whole Chipotle experience. That's put. That's put you on game this week. <laughs> Go get some Chipotle guys and try it with a metal fork. Just it's gonna ruin your meal. Josh Miller, sweet baby uh, Ray, the greatest ever with open pit being second. Man, I haven't heard of open pit talked about in a minute. Luke Breeding, what's your thoughts on Brady Fisk visiting this weekend? The Western Michigan 6'5, 300 pound defensive tackle. Um depth, local kid, think Michigan City. Grew up in Michigan City. Uh, all of his offers come out of high school were MAC offers, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, he's put on like 50, 60 pounds since he's been in Western Michigan. So, you know. It's a lot. Yeah, I've watched a little <laughs> bit of him. He's, you know, he's he's all right. He's depth. He's depth. Hey, but that's good too. You need yeah. some depth players. Not yeah. everybody can be a Falski or a Botello or so. Even Botello's a good uh, depth player. Yeah. Mark one, thank you for the super chat. LL is right. Those sauces are married to the chicken. Left? Because I'm like, don't fool yourself thinking y'all just going to buy Chick fil A uh, sauces from the store and think they apply to regular meals out here because they don't. They don't fit. I disagree, but hey, man, <laughs> it is what it is. I'm a collector, bro. I got a nice little plastic bag. Yeah, Chick Fil A. You know, I make a home. I make a home bar, uh, burger or something. I throw it right on there. 
works for me. You might as well be better off doing the whole mayo uh, ketchup and, and lettuce and stuff like that. I don't do mayo, but Michael McCarthy, thank you for Super Chat. Thanks for all the great commentary and insights throughout the year, my brothers. Michael, happy holidays to you and your family, and thank you for always supporting and tuning in. We That's right. We went through a whole season. Now we season yeah. two. Season two, down the drain. Here we go. Joe Papini, thank you for the Super Chat. Can't tell you how much I love this podcast. It's like hanging out with my boys in the Cigar Lounge, talking sports, and I love how LL keeps it real from experience. Joe, we appreciate you. We're going to continue. Every, every day we own for that. Absolutely. We're going to continue to spin it different. Great show, left. Great show for <laughs> the culture. I see some of the comments. You guys put us on game. Some music in the chat. Definitely going to check that out. We appreciate you guys. It's because of you that the Clown of 5000 is now in full motion. And we greatly appreciate you, man. Um, we can report now. We didn't even have a full month. And we're just getting started. Thank you for the way you guys have supported us. We had 50,000 downloads. Ooh. And we started on the 10th of November. And yeah. we still hit 50,000 downloads on podcasts. So we appreciate you guys. Thank you supporting us. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CFB Nation. In conjunction with Irish Breakdown, man, we can't say thank you enough myself left greatly appreciate you guys continue to stay locked in with us we're not going anywhere we're year-round every day monday through friday we're going to talk Notre Dame football like no one else and man we already have Derek brown hooked up for the next players only and Dex hit me back yesterday and he's locked in for the next one so dexter williams Derek brown and probably two more great players. Might have to get might have to get Josh Adams. Just get the running Man, back room going. Let's get it you going. Know. Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know we spin it different. That'll be coming to you in over just under two weeks. The next players only. You know what time it is. Petticoat. It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing. Are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's petty historic Petty Junction? We appreciate you, Brad. Thanks for coming in anytime, my boy. Petty Junction, Petty Astoria today brought to you by Nora Whiskey at NoraWhiskey.com. It's that premium American whiskey at NoraWhiskey.com. Hey, Kanye, come on, bro. Come on, bro. bro. This cat CP3 at the crib last night. You know what I mean? Now he had a whole argument this morning. He's sitting there in the theater room, chilling, nice cigar. All of a sudden, he has the door open. He probably thinks it's his kids coming to say goodnight. All of a sudden, right upside the back of the head. Yeah, got a got a whole got a whole deep discussion. He can't even go to sleep now. He probably sleeping man, in the room right that now. That man was up all night last night trying to explain. Explain it. <laughs> no. Yeah, Kaya said, if I, if I ain't gonna have my family, you not either. 
And man, he was like, I'm burning every, I'm burning it all down. Yeah. Not just That's Drake. That Chicago with him. That's that Yo. Chicago with him, man. Kim K out there, boy, I guess, huh? But, I mean, duh, that's how she got famous, you know? She got famous off of making a tape and a couple of them. And they shot which one was the best one. That's some, that's some ridiculous. Man. So, you know, you reap what you sow, Kanye. You reap what you sow. However, he ain't giving up, man. Yay, 2024, he really serious about it. I mean, sheesh. I mean, if you got to die on the hill, that's the one to die on. Man, bro. I also have to throw the hip hop Pink Panther himself, the head diplomat, Cameron on the petty train, bro. <laughs> I don't know if it's real. I don't know if it's part of an upcoming movie or TV series. Oh, the Cat Williams one? But this cat, Cameron, has a sports talk show, bro. <laughs> And I apologize for the language. If you have young children in the room, please remove them. I did not have time to bleep it. But yes, Cameron, the head diplomat, has a sports talk show, man. And the excerpt has been moving around social media, man. And I am, yo, I have to throw him on a petty train for this one, man. I think in this excerpt, he's talking about Ben Simmons, bro. He ain't shit. That's that. I ain't got coming to his own. Is he getting better? Is he is he ain't shit or is he good? I'm asking you. You asking me? Is he is he is he good or he not shit? What's or is either he not shit or he? Man good? is a man. Man is a good player. Very good defensive player. Good player. Not a perimeter shooting. Not a perimeter shooter. But he could defend. He could do a lot of good things. He what year? Pass. What year was this? <laughs> ain't doing it for the next. Left my nigga KD hanging in the playoffs last year. James Harden played last year in the playoffs. What the fuck he was doing? Balenciaga, Lonzreen on the side. Kendall Jenner posts on his page. All type of dumbass shit. Fucking uh, Chanel jacket on the side. All this crazy shit. Instead of being in a uniform. Left KD hanging. Pause. And Kyrie in the playoffs. They should call it bodega. They should call this bodega talk, man. He ain't really talking nothing sports wise. He just, man. Man, look, look like I said, man, I saw the clip. I don't know if this dude is really doing a show or if this is from like a TV show or something that's upcoming. But I, I man, I need Cameron talking sports in my life, bro. That's right. And the he got pause, the suits on. The suits be making it funny. He's gonna take calls every two minutes, bro. <laughs> Left KD hanging paws. He got the Chanel jacket. What the Chanel jacket got to do with it? <laughs> I think that's the first fashion mixed with sports commentary you're going to get. Yo, the moderator is just sitting there like, like how did I get this job? Like, what am I supposed to even do? <laughs> There's no way she expected Cam not to be buck wild. That's right. I don't know, just because he put that suit on, Nah, not the head diplomat, bro. No. Not killer. <laughs> not killer. Hey, we appreciate you guys for joining us today. Left, I'm feeling uh in the holiday spirit. 
So I feel a little old and another thing in me tonight. All right. I might do like another 45 minutes tonight. Oh, and another. We might have to jump in it. Let's get in it. Let's jump in it. Talk some more college football, especially transfer portal. I want to see what new names drop, bro. They're dropping every day. We might do that tonight, LL. So check the social media feed. It's probably going to be around 7 o'clock tonight. Yep. Oh, and another thing right here. We'll get at you. We love you guys so much. We told you we're not going anywhere. Nobody does content like us. No, no, nobody. Have a great Friday, but most of all, make sure you spend it different. <laughs>